Hey there, it's Craig Shoemaker. I talk like I'm on the radio. It's a podcast. You already know that. You've already downloaded. It's called Craig Shoemaker Enlightened Up. I'm just so used to, uh, a lot of people when I go backstage now, they say, what's up, OG? They, they think that I'm OG. Well, I guess I am because uh, original gangsta is what that is. Somebody asked me backstage, does it mean old guy? So I'm both. So anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast if you've listened before, I appreciate you coming back. If you haven't listened before, well, you're in for something I hope is different. No, not I hope. I know that it's different. Trying to, no, not trying. I'm offering out there in the world a different energy space that we can go into. One that is about enlightenment, about joy, about happiness, but also with the comedy. Been doing comedy a long time, but so there's this kind of pathway that's developed here. And we need more of it. It's laughter medicine. It's about that. It's really about offering other skills or tools or how to approach life and getting insight into what comics are about and actors and performers and the people that we bring on here. We have really extraordinary guests. I'm so appreciative of it. By the way, uh, please go to uh, my website, craigshoemaker.com. You can check out some candles that we have there, Ethan Cole candles. They're amazing. Our producer, Gordon, actually makes them himself. They're really extraordinary. Justin, our guest, is looking at me going, where's mine? Where the hell's mine? <laughs> I heard that I came all this way to Westlake, and I heard that's what I get. Also, Alma Mater shoes. Go to Alma Mater footwear. Unbelievable shoes. How about these, Justin? You check these out? They're nice. Some good kicks. They are. Is that what you call them in Florida? Kicks? Yeah, we say kicks. You say kick good. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, I've got my Taylor Bird shirt, so there you go. There's all the sponsors. They don't give me any money, but they give me free shit. Anyway, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> do, do you feel me? No, Justin Hires is here. I I love this guy. We've got to watch him work in Atlanta, and you've seen him on television, Rush Hour, MacGyver, where you worked with my neighbor Meredith. She was your boss on the show, she right? Was she still my boss? boss <laughs> <lady>. <laughs> She's your boss. Yeah, that's right. That lasted five years. The new MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us were. See, OG was raised on original MacGyver. Yeah, 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 the uh, the successful one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever? Did uh, Richard Dean? Uh, did he ever come on your show? No, I think there was talks about seeing if he was gonna play the dad on MacGyver. Yeah, but I think he was asking for way too much money. That that's what prevented it. They're cheap <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Pay the damn actor his money. Give him his due. And by the way, what's he asking for money for? It's not like he's got a lot of scripts out there. This is not De Niro. I, I, I would assume usually when people ask for an astronomical amount of money, it's because they really don't want to do it. But they're like, if you pay me this amount of money, then I'll show up. <laughs> you know, it was that way on when I wrote on the Fuller House. The Olsen twins would not come back for anything. They tried everything to get them there. They're billionaires. Exactly. <laughs> he, I mean, he's got the easy answer on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, well, There's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. I why do come. I need to even bother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, though, I think that they – don't find themselves, I don't know, to be great actors or something. There's got to be some other reason, though, because you think they just do it for the fun, jump on a private jet. All right, well, they, they had a lot of work done, too. I'm sure when they look in the mirror, they say, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I love your theories. Justin's got all, he's got all the other theories. Cause we were in that writer's room going, why won't they come back? They're friends with... You know, they're friends with the, you know, the cast. It's the original cast. They would not do it. So well, never got, never got even an extra part for either one of them. I, and I, there's two of them to top it all off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's two two of them told y'all to go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 but, but 
I would assume, I, I would assume, man, you know, they were kind of stuck in that child mode for so long. Yeah. It's almost like um, Jaleel White with Family Matters. Like I know him, yeah. You see, I, I, I doubt that he would want to... I mean, I, don't, I guess it would depend on how much money you got. You see what I'm saying? It's they it, have billions, so they're not tripping. But if you don't, Ur- Urkel doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have yeah, billions. Yeah, Ur- so, yeah. So Urkel they, money ain't strong. So if they do a Family Matters uh, revival, he might consider it. Oh, I guarantee he'll be the dad in that. He'll, <laughs> right. just, he'll do whatever. Yeah, I, well, I can't guarantee that because he's really trying to get away from that image for a very long time. He wants to be Jaleel. And right. By the way, a very good actor. He is. Yeah. I, I love good, him. Yeah. He's, so a lot of these guys, that's what happens. I remember, you know, suffered for that. This is OG. is Jimmy Walker. Mm. Do you know who that is? Yeah, Dino Mike. Right, Paul. He did not want that for a long time, <laughs> but now but now he's doing he, he, he ain't making any money, so he's now doing like a like a like an old person's commercial, like some insurance, and he goes, You'll think it's dynamite. I'll he'll say that all day long. Where's my check? That's right. I seen him in all state commercials. <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta compromise the integrity if you want to pay the bills. You know, yeah, he, he, I, he honestly, stuck with that for a long time. He did not want to be called JJ or do dynamite. I mean, you know. It's a tough one, a tough call. See, this is what I've learned from past uh, actors and musicians. Um, so when I was doing MacGyver, I took all my money and I saved it. And then I went and invested in real estate because I yeah. never wanted to be in a position where I felt like I had to do something to jeopardize my um yeah, my I don't know my kid, not my character, but whatever, whatever I was going for, I didn't want to feel like I had to jeopardize that. So I was like, let me take my money, invest in real estate, so I have money coming in, so I could then move the way I want to move. I wouldn't think that would be a jeopardize the character, or whatever it was. I would think it would be jeopardize your stability, because if the, you're in show business, it is not a stable business. Right. It's based on what's your next acting gig, and you, I thought that that would be your motivation. I know that's a lot of well, other well, it's, entertainers. This, this is the other thing too. It's like when you're concerned about money, you you start taking roles that you may not actually want to do. Right. And so you're on these sets, and you're thinking, why the what am I doing with my life right now? So that's that's also that was part of the motivation behind doing that. You know, because then yeah. you know. Yeah, you 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 look now. You can pick and choose. Now I can pick and choose because you know I don't. Me personally, I if you ever see me on Dancing with the Stars, know that something something went. Wow, Dancing with the Stars. That's your that's your barometer right there. Now it's cool. When it first started. Uh, it was a it was a wasteland. (laughs) DL Hughley asked me on a golf course. He got the call when we were golfing. Mm -hmm. Should I do it? I said, yeah, why not? And, boy, uh, he, he suffered. I don't mean his career suffered. Right. He was sore. I mean, that, that, they work your ass out. Oh, he did it. I missed that season. No, he did it. Yeah. He said yes, he, he did it. So do I have a lot of comedians, a mass singer. A lot of people are doing these shows because they're fun. Yeah. And I don't think, they, I don't think they're considered – I mean, what do you think? Do you think, like, so somebody's on uh, – Larry the Cable Guy does uh, – he was one of the characters and Rob Schneider in uh, Mass Singer. Do you think that people aren't going to book them now because they saw them in this big costume? <laughs> I think the Mass Singer is a popular show, and they've had a lot of top-tier talent yeah. on there. I think it kind of depends on the talent level that's around the project. Yeah. Um. So they've had, like, A-listers on – the mass singer. Yeah. Um, and now same thing with dancing with the stars, the more, but that's it, anything. The more successful something is, 
the more willing, bigger names are going to be willing oh, to come yeah. on board. And the agents get a hold of it, and it pr the PR people go, this is a show to do. Exactly. They always recommend it to you. Exactly. So now if somebody's on Dancing with the Stars or the Mad Singer, then nah. I mean, you know, if that's something you really want to do, yeah. then I don't think it's a bad How about look. you? Do you want to do the Mad Singer? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to say, because yeah, I can't sing, right? <laughs> Can you sing? I, I used to have a singing group they, back in the day. Oh, man, you got to go on now. And I'm going to encourage you get on that damn show because then I can say to my kids, I go, I know I, he's the, the the prune. You see the prune? I know the prune. Yeah. <laughs> I know Justin Hires is behind that costume. I would be like a Ninja Turtle or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. He's picking his costume know, out. Right? You heard it here, folks. If you see a Ninja Turtle right. on there, you're going to win the pool, <laughs> the office pool. Because yeah. you're gonna know. See, you're you are a singer. You don't want to go on there. I, I I get a kick out of that show. I really do. I like the show. Yeah. Oh, you watch it too. Yeah, I watch the. How, how old's your kid? She's eight. Oh, perfect age yeah, to watch the I watch it with singer. Her. Yep, yep. Have you ever guessed who it is? I've never guessed correctly. Really? Yeah. I have. Have a you? Which times. one? Who? Who's well, I actually have gotten a few, quite a few of them. Wow. The people that I know. Right. It's because I can hear their voice. I mean, I know them personally. Uh, Drew Carey, I knew it was Drew Carey. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was that was kind of there was a, a few that were easy. A couple fooled me that I though that I knew I know I know Dr. Drew pretty well. I didn't not know it was him. Tom Bergeron, I knew it was him. Oh, I love Tom Bergeron. I mean, everybody him. loves Tom Bergeron. Yeah, I know, right? It's one of those guys. It's yeah. unbelievable. He's beloved. Man, he's a great dude. I met him. I was doing MTV kind of discovered me early in college and they sent me out to LA to do something, host something. And um I met him at some like award show gathering or something. Mm -hmm. He was super sweet to me, yeah. super nice. Gave me some words of encouragement. He did? Yeah, man. Yeah. God, if I could be that nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're comedians. Bob, Bob Saget passed away, though. He's a comedian. He's another one beloved. I've actually never seen anything like it. Man, I mean. That kind of adulation, that kind of expression of love. I don't think one person dislikes him. I mean, it seems that way, right? Yeah. I don't know anyone to say anything bad. No. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Now, I know that. I'm respected and loved by some, but I have a lot of people that just hate me and think I'm an asshole. But, but so I know that for a fact. I don't think Bob, I wonder if he went out knowing that he was this beloved or did he have some people that we don't know about? Well, unfortunately, most people don't know how much people loved him until after they're gone. That so is they, true. So they never really know the magnitude that, yeah. that they felt. However, again, all comedians are assholes. I don't give a fuck. You how, think? All, I don't give a fuck how nice they are. You know, even Ellen DeGeneres, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and what I'm saying to this is, in her comedy, how sweet it is, there's still a hint of a-holeness to get the joke. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Comedy, well, that I get. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, okay. Because you're, you're actually getting down on, on someone. Exactly. You have to talk Usually. about someone or something. Typically, to it's get a gonna, laugh, right? So that would be that degree of if that's what you want to call it. I get it, right? But so, the way you treat people is how that's how I define in Philly. We define, of course, in Philly, the award an asshole, right? right. <laughs> it's so much better, more pronounced with Philadelphia. He's an <laughs> asshole or a jerk off, right? So if you're a jerk off or an asshole. You have to earn that. It can't be just in a joke. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. You, know, you have to have like an edge. You gotta have you have to be willing to offend some people. You have to be willing to offend some people. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. You can't really get around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed your Instagrams. I watch your Instagrams. Oh, do you? Very offensive. <laughs> yeah. Never terms me, which nice. is great. I can <laughs> see other people being if whoever you're lampooning would yeah. be offended. 
you lampoon people on there all the time. I think it's great. Yeah, man. I'm uh I'm starting my own podcast soon called Fuck Your Feelings. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I really want people to really realize how I feel about them and their feelings. Uh, man, I'm actually nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I mean, yeah, man. Like I said, I, I'll admit I'm an asshole, though. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So, it, it is what it is. I don't pick that up. However, exactly, this is what I was going to say to you. Character, it's is there's a difference between having asshole and that's part of your character, and you're an asshole because you're trying to get to the funny, right? Which is what we were kind of talking Very about. Yeah. And so me trying to get to the funny, I can be an asshole. Me and my character, I'm not an asshole. You know. Yeah, that's a big difference. Right. I can't even go there because I never think of. A joke. Now I know it, it. It is offensive. I know it's you know taking a risk, and I know it's even shaming people sometimes. Oh, yeah. I get it, but it's just I guess in my realm of Philadelphia, the way I think the word, the definition of asshole is somebody that treats you poorly. Right. And yeah. I guess it's a form of treating someone poorly a little bit, but at least you have humor at the bottom of it because right. you want to cause laughter, which is a great thing. An asshole is not doing anything except for, for themselves. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I actually told my daughter recently, like I said, she's eight, and she's like a female version of me. I don't know if you can say female anymore, but she's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, I am not. God. All right, go ahead. She's a girl version of me. I don't know if you can say that. You know, uh, she's a human. Uh, so anyways. She, Today she has a vagina. Right. It's a different vagina version of me. Right, she was assigned a vagina, but she feels like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> but my daughter, she was saying something recently, and it was mean. And I told her, I said, listen, you have to be careful. If you're trying to be funny, that's different. But yeah. you have to be clear in your intention when you say something. If you're saying something and you're trying to go for a laugh and it might have not hit the mark, that's one thing. But if you're saying something just to be mean, that's not cool. No. You know, and so I So it's I'm your agenda is really what it is. Yeah, it's your what's intention. Behind, what's your intent? Right, behind it. So if your intention is to you want to hurt this person, yeah, you're being an asshole. You're being an asshole. But if your intention is to cause a laugh, and by the way, sometimes if you're busting on someone, in my town, that's love. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you grew up like that. You ball bust? Yeah. That's that means I love you. Yeah. That means I really that we have a connection that we can do it to one another. Absolutely, and I want it back. Yeah, we roast each other. I mean, yeah, that's part of that's growing right. up. It's as called kids. roasting now. Yeah. yeah, it's called ball busting where I'm from. But then again, over, I love Philly, man. Ovary busting. I mean, ovary busting. Yeah, because you got to go. You know, I'm gonna let you know you're officially canceled. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad right yeah, now. All right, I'll you're tell you what, Justin. I'm doubling down on the opposite though. I really am. Because I realize there is no president of the cancel culture. They have no leaders. <laughs> they true. don't have anyone. That's, they don't have a coalition. They have no money. No union. It's, it's just a bunch of loud people, assholes. assholes. To me, they're assholes because they want to cancel out comedy and laughter. That's an asshole. That's an asshole. Yes, over one joke. If you don't like the joke, then try another one. Right. I guarantee there's going to be something in both of our sets that someone will like if they don't walk into it saying, I am going to be offended here, and I'm going to make this about me. Right. It's the selfishness that makes you an asshole. Yeah, man. Because I agree. we are not selfish. You understand? We really are about making other people joyful. Right. What better business is that? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, man. I love it. And yet we're the ones that are taken down so fast. Does that make any sense? The first people out are the comics. Mm -hmm. Look at the FCC. 
Yeah. Did you have a lot of standards and practices that would come around at MacGyver and say you couldn't say this or that? I felt it's like a very on, clean I, show. I felt like on rush hour, it was more so. <laughs> really? You know, it was like, uh, would a cop say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Rush Hour? <laughs> well, the movie you can say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. The TV show you can't. Exactly. They have standards and practices and censors. See, this makes no sense. You can have it in a movie which has ratings, and we never have met the ratings board. We don't even know what the standards are. They're always sliding. We have no idea what it even means. Here, this is my my issue. I've I've always had with censorship. You you can't say everything you want to say. Like let's say even like a a, a network like TNT, right? I'll take a, a cable network like TNT okay. or USA. You can't say everything you want to say on those networks. No. But they'll still show all the violence. They'll still show the gun shooting, the people getting shot, head severed. They'll show all of that, but you can't say fuck. I've been saying this for very – I literally have a speech in my act about it. I said, yeah. so if it's about the kids and offending the kids, what do your kids see on TV, on the news? Rape, molestation, schoolyard shooting, shootings, the worst things, beheadings, the worst things you could po- – and you think I'm going to fuck him up with a fuck bomb? Right. Like he's going to be on the top of a tower with a rifle. Craig Shoemaker ruined my life on The Tonight Show when he dropped an F-bomb. Right. Seriously. Right. <laughs> F you all. It's absolutely – incredible to me how we don't step back and examine that these sensors that are so sensitive you know even like they had a show called Shit's creek and right. they had to respell it right. and be clever we all know what it says or if you say heck it's hell if right. you say friggin it's fucking if you right there's an equivalent for everything yeah well see I, i'm so tired of censorship that's why when i go on stage i just pull my dick out yeah. Oh, nice. You know, and that I've been way, tempted to do that. <laughs> you know, that way, you know, I just let the crowd go on top. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is what you're getting. Yeah. Man, if I, I would have done, done it, that. you would that would have been you stealing from me. Because I, te- I came up with that years ago. Did pulled my fuck, dick out. Man. But I didn't go through with it. You did. Good for you for your bravery. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? You just pull it right out. Yeah, then you got to dip it in the drink. <laughs> <laughs> in the front row. <laughs> Me, it's the back row with the love master. Baby. Oh, hey, that's yeah, right, I baby. See what you're doing. Oh, that's, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Yeah, I stir the drink. I got the penis colossus. Hey, what's right? your your shoe size? Twelve. Twelve. Why? That's fitting for shoemaker. You want my shoes? No, I'm just saying, shoemaker. You've got a big. What, what size shoes are you? I wear nine and a half. Nine they, they look big as shit right now. Look they like actually do. They, they, <laughs> they actually do look very large. I know. If I were you, if you don't want the clown thing, you don't go with white and red. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> white. No. That, 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 that accentuates the clown thing. I have black shoes. Yeah, I look like a fucking bozo right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they can see them on. Did, oh, yeah, I you can. The wide shot. You can see the wide shot. The wide shot, you can see the shoes. But, uh, man, you've been at this a long time for being a young guy. Like your first part was at what age? You're not a child actor, are you? You probably wouldn't be alive. <laughs> I know, right? Coked out somewhere, trying to fuck Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> dick, dipping your dick into them. <laughs> yeah, dipping my dick in there, drinking, getting me too immediately. Oh my God, Justin! <laughs> I had to dip it in both drinks. To be fair. That's true. Right? <laughs> this is for Mary. <laughs> this is for Ashley. Um. My first commercial was high school. I did a McDonald's commercial. That's wow. when my parents started believing in me. Um, in Florida? In Florida. So I, I, I grew up doing um, Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah. Uh, 
So I told my parents I wanted to get an acting, and they put me in this acting camp, and the acting camp was like, you know, you want to audition for this Shakespeare in the Park role. And I did that, so, you know, I was the youngest, and I was clearly, obviously, the only African-American, because it's Florida. Um, so I, I was the young, I was 13 at the time doing that, and I went to a performing arts high school. Um, so while I was at this performing arts high school, I had got an agent in the area and sent me out on an audition for a McDonald's commercial. And when I booked the McDonald's commercial... Um, and my parents saw how much money he paid. My parents were like, okay. Then it, <laughs> they was all on board. It went from like being like some, you know, I don't know, like some pipe dream to like, oh, okay, maybe this is a legitimate thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, and then when I went to college, that's when I booked my first two movies. Did they give you the, you have to have something to fall back on, a speech? Well, kind of. There's I no mean, guidance counselors in high school going, have you thought about comedy? Right, exactly. Have you thought about acting? No, yeah. they usually don't do that. Because they wanted you to be like legit businesses. In the meantime, let me tell you something as a little inspiration. Sure. I am in the same business I've been in since I was 17 in high school. That's a blessing. Same business. That's a lot of high schools ago. That's, a, that's a, and then, but, and they always said you have to have something to fall back on. I fell back on this. Everything, if, if I'm in trouble in COVID or whatever, go back to stand up, even if it's on Zoom. So it's a skill that we develop, just like carpentry. You're always going to have that. Absolutely. And when did you start with comedy, though? Because you did acting and then went into comedy. Yeah, so when I was in college, that's when I got on stage for the first time. I was 18. And um, and my first joke went well. And then every joke after that bombed. I bombed my ass off. <laughs> and then luckily there was a comedian in the back. He was like, man, I could tell you funny. You just got to get back on stage as soon as possible. Yeah. If that comedian wasn't back there, I might have would have never tried again. Oh, wow. Yeah, I might have. Who is it? I forgot his name. I think his oh, name. Oh, I know. You, now you're an asshole. Know, <laughs> so nobody. <laughs> that, <laughs> that defines you as an asshole. This guy should literally be, be getting residual checks. I know, man. Oh, that is so wrong. I want you. I'm going to punish you. Tim. I want you to go home <laughs> and you better contemplate in your meditation or whatever right. you do to become self-aware. You have got to bring this person's name up. And this it's a, it's your... I need to find who it is. You, I'm mad at you right I now. I know. I think I'm pretty sure his first name is Tim, but I can't remember his last name. Black or white? Black dude. Black dude named Tim. Black dude named Tim, Tim in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Right. Okay. I'm. I'm. It's so bad right now. I'm going to research it. I need to. Because I can go to Jamie Bendel owns the. Remember you worked. Uh, you did a guest set. For me, right, sure do. At the punchline, right, right, right. And the punchline was the first club I performed at. It was the punchline in at. I was in college in Atlanta. The original, punch the line. original punchline in Sandy Springs. Yep, which yep. is a lot of people started there. Yeah, man. A lot of careers started in that room. That's if these walls could talk. I think that's the name of the documentary I'm in. It's like that place had everyone. Wow. Pryor was there. Robin Williams was there. Oh yeah, that was the spot. Yeah, and man. It, yeah, in Atlanta, but. Um, but Jamie Bendel's been around for a long time. He'll know who that is. Oh, please ask him. No, you ask him, you prick. I <laughs> I, you gotta, you're going to have to remove this asshole label now that I have on you. I cannot believe it. Because I actually, you know, the reason I'm incensed a little bit is I've helped a lot of people. Right. Like, and, and it's like the gratitude is zero. But I do have gratitude. I you have it silent, but you don't have enough. I know. You don't have enough. You don't know the guy's name. I would think that he's literally in your guest house now. 
Let be. alone you don't know his damn name. I think it's Tim. I think it's Tim. Oh, man. I feel bad. Shout out to Tim, man. <laughs> Shout out to Tim like he's watching this. You know I would I, die you know if he was watching this. You know the worst part about this. all of this? You want to know what, the worst what, part? What's that? He gave me a ride home one time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew I was taking the bus to get to the, uh, the punchline. He even gave you a ride home and your inspiration? Yeah. And then you guys didn't stay in touch? Nah, well, see, that's that's the other part, man, why I don't feel as bad. I do and I don't. I feel bad. I wish I remembered his last name because, man, I kept going. Yeah. And I don't think he did. And He stopped doing comedy, you think? I believe so. And mm. just the way I move, I try to make sure I'm surrounding myself with people that's also striving for greatness. Um, mm-hmm. And striving for greatness meaning you don't, you don't give up. You got to keep going, and you got to just fight through whatever you're going through. Now, I don't know what everybody's dealing with their own situation. Every yeah. guy, nigga could be dead. I don't know where he mm-hmm. is. You know, but, but the point is, everybody's going through through stuff. But I think that's part of it, like, why we didn't remain uh, in touch or why I don't know his Instagram or anything like that because I don't think he's even present. In the comedy scene. Or or on in the world. Or in he, the world. He literally could be he could, gone. Yeah, he could be gone. Because it would surprise me that if he's seeing your success, that he wouldn't reach right. out to you. Because now you can reach out to people on social media, pretty much. I mean, it's not that easy, but still, I'm surprised. And especially you shot MacGyver in Atlanta for five years, right. which is where he's from. Right. Now, the reverse side of that is yeah. he may not remember me. You know, so <laughs> because that is true. That's very true. Because you weren't Justin Hires then. You that, were, he was the big. He was the more well known right. dude at the time in those circles. Yeah. And so I know for me, I've told comedians, man, keep it up, good job. Like it's a comedian now. He runs uh, a show at the Ha Ha Comedy Club on Tuesday nights. His name is Ali, and he came up to me maybe two years later, like, "Yo, you was the f- the first time I ever did stand up." You told me to keep going. I was funny, man. And because of that, that's one of the reasons I kept going and kept doing my thing. Thank you, thank you, thank mm. you. If he hadn't told me that, I didn't remember none of that. You know, me mm-hmm. not being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a genuine thing. Like, I yeah. saw this dude performing. Sure. It was his first time. And I knew, I remembered when I needed encouragement, when it was mm-hmm. my first time. Right. And so that was my way to pay it forward. Right. I knew that was his first time performing. Sure. And I was like, let me make sure I'm encouraging him so he doesn't quit because I saw something in him. Yeah. I, I, I'm i the same way. I mean, I, you know, if I see anything in anyone, I'm going to not only encourage them, help them come up with something that works, right. you know, identify some things that do work, so maybe some things that they might want to rework right. or whatever it is because – I, I believe that we really are in this together. And, and what happened during the pandemic for me, in the reflective sense, is I said, we are really in this together. The, the essential workers of being comedians carrying this laughter medicine, we are in it together. That's what bothers me when comics knock one another as assholes. That, why, you know, why, do you, why do you feel like some people call you an asshole? Why do I feel that way? Yeah. I'll give you an example. Yeah, go for it. I, have, I actually have, I was about to say, well, I, I have a specific example. This was really funny. I still remember, so does he. This is when he was not known. Do you know who Frank Caliendo is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He became he was really on what, big. Mad, Mad TV? Yeah, Mad TV. And, you know, he's, Fox he's always on Fox Sports, yeah. right. Yes, he's 
does Madden, you know. Right, that's right. He, he was known for He does a load of impressions. Really talented guy. Right. Before he was known, you know, Montreal Comedy Festival. That's, like, really a cool spot. And, and I go, and you know, I've been OG for a long time. And I'm in there. I'm, like, kind of holding court a little bit. Like, all these people are, like, looking at me and listening to me. And I'm encouraging different people. And he's silent. This guy who I had just watched. I'm going, wow, he's really funny. He was doing, like, he did Kramer from Seinfeld. He did uh, wow. this years ago. And I'm going, this guy's real. And he's just quiet. And then he ends it by this conversation. He just looks at me. He goes, it's really weird. I always heard you were an asshole. Damn. Yeah, he says it's direct to me. And I went, well, some people think that and some people don't. You know, He goes, you really don't seem like an asshole. You seem like a good guy. And I'll never forget that. I never let him forget it either. He was real direct about it. He was, I always hurt. And that means a number of people said it. Right. So there are people out there that, um, now I do, I'm going to run a theory by you. Go for it. On who those people would be. Okay. They would be people that are like me. It's not going to come from somebody from the Iranian community or the black community. Right. Because I think that people project their own shit onto someone else. Like sure. you, pro- people who you don't like are probably black. Would you, would you make that assessment? Like a female comedian wouldn't like another female comedian ahead of another male comedian. Right, right, right. So like we project it onto ourselves. Like, you know, when they're a little bit like you. I'm gonna be honest. I hate everybody. Okay. <laughs> I am a, I'm an equal opportunity offender. But I'm, I'm listening. You can't I hate me because you're here. You came all this way to Wesley. You couldn't hate me. Matter of hey, I don't know if y'all know in his studio. I, I should have packed a sandwich to drive out this way. <laughs> you're not the first one to say, to say that. I don't tell anyone that when I invite them to do this. I'm gonna run out of people that are well. They're gonna you're gonna go back and go. He, he's not only an, I hate him. He made me go all that way without telling me I needed to pack a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I knew I knew that what the distance was just because of uh, Meredith. Right. So tell me, tell me though, you this is a theory I'm just throwing out for the first time I'm throwing this theory. I, I think out. you I think you're I think you're correct. I, I think you understand like something. You're your number ones that you think, ah, what a hack or whatever. Whatever you think, you know, the things that comics say about one another, thief, hack, asshole. Right. Really? So you're admitting this. Yeah, so it no, is yeah, true. No, I am trying to think if a you're lot. if you're tuning in, by the way, on only audio. Justin is black. Oh, they, they, I, 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 I hope they knew that when I said nigga earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that was not me, folks. Right? I would hope they would have picked it up then. That would have been a cancel. Right, exactly. That would have been said, a cancel. Yeah, so, uh, yes, so you are, yes, you have so the permission what, to what, say that. When, when I'm saying, when I'm thinking about who's like the top comedians of people that I probably are quick quicker to talk shit about yeah okay. they're probably african-american wow see yeah. so this theory is correct yeah so i think so i will tell that. you that i can think of guys now frank is also a white male as well he probably got that your shoemaker's an asshole from other white males oh for sure because i've actually had african-american guys black whatever you want to say you're one of my favorites yeah. like deal Hughley flat out said you're special i was jealous of uh you know bill bellamy's you know like big admirer uh, Cat Williams. I went up to him and I go, "Hey, man, I'm Craig." Before I said Craig Shoemaker, because I know who you are. I used to be in the back of the room watching you were my idol. Wow. Like Cat Williams says that to me. Wow. But that doesn't come from a also from a, from a, a lot of white dudes. Also, it's like who are you threatened by? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you're know. threatened by that. So they see you. They see how you're a killer on stage. They probably want to be where you're at. Yeah. So you there's know? the jealousy, yeah. but it doesn't happen with other like. 
Like I was just did this Asian festival. I wasn't in it. I was a judge because I have no Asian in me. Well, uh, my wife is Asian, so I guess I qualify a little bit. So, <laughs> right. But that was nothing but like pure like happiness with being with one another. There wasn't they were there. I would like give them tips and notes and stuff like that. I was kind of mentoring each one of them that were in the contest, and they were like really into it. If that was you know if there was all white guys and I probably. Probably five of them wouldn't even come up to me or even care what I have to say. Right. Because there's like that projection that goes on and jealousy is like, who does he think he is? He's not that good. How did he get that far? Here's how he got that far. All that projection that goes on. I think that's what happened. This is a question I have for you because I was impressed when when you allowed me to do that guest spot in Atlanta. Rare, by the way. I appreciate it. You're white. I wouldn't let you do it. Thank you. My black privilege paying off. So... So, um, <laughs> but it was, it was packed. It was sold out. It looked yeah, like it was. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to build that fan base that you have on the road? Because this is, you built that pre social media. I'm guessing like, I'm yeah, I'm good. A, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I've been asked the question before because back in the day I was the Dane cook was the first to do it through social media. Right. I was the first to do it through literally postcards that I would send to the their addresses with stamps. I swear to you, I had a fan club. And some people were still in it. It was called Club Shoe. And that's how I did it. And I did it in town after town after town. And I built it and built it and built it through that. Now, here's the other thing is I think this is the truth. You're white. <laughs> Everything's just handed to you. <laughs> and I'm listening. I gr- I grew up, for, quite frankly, with a much more black mentality. Yeah. Then I found out I'm 14. percent so That's a whole other game changer. But that didn't. There's nobody that's going. Oh, let's give that guy a right. chance because he's 14. percent So let's cancel that out of it. But uh, I worked really, really hard from poverty. No dad. No support. No nothing. You're so, black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking shit, people. No, no, I love that you are because that's actually probably why I have always had big time empathy towards uh, minorities, Mm -hmm. especially black, because the person who I was with the most that showed me the love the most was African-American, a woman named Myrtle. Mm -hmm. And she was just so beautiful to me in a time where I was struggling. You know, I was kidnapped when I was a kid by a serial pedophile and. Didn't have a support system. Dad left when I was born, and he became a cult leader. And just, like, not a lot of love or bonding. You know, I was just kind of like, my sister still doesn't talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. So I was, like, ostracized. Had to find my way on my own, and I just kept doing that. And that's what motivated me to keep keep going. But I always thought to myself, it's a weird thought. If I was black, I'd be screwed. Yeah. Like, I was a criminal, like, big-time criminal, felon. But I wasn't a felon because I didn't get caught. Because right. if I got caught, they let me go. Mm-hmm. But I thought if I was black, I'd still be in prison for some of this stuff. Oh, absolutely. That thought is on my mind all the time, which is why the empathy level is way high. That's why I get really angry at, at you know people who are racist. I, I and I and I they don't think that they are. They argue with me. And I, I'm like, no, you are. Right. You know. But we all are. We all are. Yeah. It's, and it's good that you it's know innate. That. Yeah. It's innate in all of us. There's something in there. But what's underneath all of it, even if I am racist in certain areas, even if it's racist on a positive level, like all blacks do, do this, you know, or, 
you know, that's not why my dick is big enough to go and marricate in Ashley Olsen's <laughs> drinks. <laughs> I pull it out. It just flops out and doink. Um, but no, I talk about that, too, about everybody's races. You know, people got to cut the shit. You know, now now that you know that, what can you now do to, yeah. to change yeah. it or, or right. act accordingly and try to do better? But yeah. don't for you to just be like, I've never or done anything. Yeah, when you anything. deny it or yeah. when you attack Black Lives Matter, I get right. angry at that. Yeah. You know, they're coming up with all this. They're a terrorist organization. All that, and they've got all the information. Right. Well, you've been fed the information by people that want that to be true. Right. You are not. It's just like what we did in the Native Americans. I study a lot of that, by the way. Yeah. Native Americans. I don't know if you've heard this before. Like, <laughs> like worse than blacks. Yeah, they were fucked. Like, annihilated on their own soil and actually sent to Africa. I don't know if you knew no, that. I didn't a lot, know that oh, a lot of them were sent to Africa, so only the women remained. So then the slaves that were brought over here from Africa had sex with the Native Americans. That's how you have Creoles and all these Choctaws and all this. That's how that happened. Wow. But they were, it was genocide with the, they couldn't even own a drum. Damn. I'm not even exaggerating. Couldn't even uh, Native Americans couldn't own a drum because that meant you were going to make war against the whites, and they would kill you if you owned a drum. That's why it's certain music you'll hear they have a drum beat in the guitar. They were allowed to have a guitar. You hear as they're playing the guitar. Oh wow! You know, it's like Johnson and you know people like that. They they actually were doing a drum beat on the guitar at the same time. That's how bad it was for Native Americans, but we don't hear about it. We go into this denial mode because people don't want to believe that they're racist. You know what I was just thinking the other day? I'm like, who's currently writing our history books? Right. You know, because right. everything that we're taught is because somebody, typically white white person, um, but history is told by the victor, right? Correct. The so, illusionary victor. The illusionary. So yeah. now it's like, well, who? Who is the victor? I don't know who's who's the victor in America right now because yeah. there's two sides, you know, and I and I'm assuming it's just been like that since the civil I mean uh, since the Civil War, mm -hmm. but you know there's just two sides of America and choose your side or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't give a shit about that. But what I'm saying is, we have basically like. If CNN wrote a history book and if Fox News wrote a history book, <laughs> there would be two different history books. You're exactly right. So I'm like, who is telling, who's writing it's, our history it, books it, right now? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Patriarchs. White male patriarchs write all of history. Because mm. they have the power and the money. They own the, they own the publishing. They own media. They own everything. Right. If you just boil everything back to money and who has ownership of a voice, the predominant voice... That's why when you protest, they are offended, and they will show the images of the pro of breaking windows and the fires and stuff like that. Right. So that becomes a defense for, you know, then they, then they attack. They attack based on that, but right. they don't know you're the ones that started this. The only reason people are protesting and angry is because of the way you're treating people right. with oppression. But no one wants to back those things up. They just want to go right to, they'll be mad at me right now for even saying that. Right. Right. You know, but but this is just how I live my life is I just step back. Whew, how is this really my experiences? The best love I ever had was from Myrtle right. and um, who's African-American and very African-American, by the way, what she cooked. Yeah. I mean, I went over that fried chicken. Yeah. That's not racist to say that. That's just a fact that no, that's what she it. made all the time. My daddy make it every Saturday. 
right? And that's <laughs> that's a specialty, right. right? So that's not like racist. It's just that's the way these tendencies are. There's tendencies, right? Which be ter- become racist, I guess. You know what I always wanted to know? What's, what's white it? people's food? What's white? What's a white American food? I can give you that. What is it? I know our. Let Sunday me guess meal. first. Let okay, me good. Guess, first. Yeah, guess it. Yeah. I assumed it was turkey. There well, you go. Well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> But I honestly as, don't know. as a creative artist, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> That's all I got. First of all, you went one and then done. Yeah, and it. you gave me the most obvious when there's literally holidays. There's two holidays that are turkey oriented. That's as far salad. as you're gonna go. Potato, potato salad. No, potato salad can wander over into your culture. Yeah, well. oh, we love potato salad. See, yeah, you can't go there. You can't go. You can't. No, you can't have it both ways. I'll give you a couple. Yeah. One I hate now. I and I. Now, I was brought up poor, too. Mm-hmm. So there's poor people, white people food, and then there's rich people, white people food. Oh, okay. There's a difference. And I, actually, since most African Americans were brought up poor, right, right predominantly, right. because, you know, there's not a lot of ownership. It's only 150 years ago, you know. People, it, people it, it I know, people so. be like, get over it. They're like, yeah, yeah, get over my, it. Yeah. My great great grandmother was a slave. It's yeah. Like, I, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Something, that's what I say. Yeah. I always step back and go, what? Yeah, I got a lot of opportunities here because of who's been in charge. Look at Columbus Day. We have a holiday that celebrates a guy that literally destroyed cultures. Right, he did. He annihilated cultures. He did. And the things we did are just unbelievable to me that people, but they can't admit it because they have such guilt. Right. So then they, that's when they get angry and they go, move on, move on, yeah. move on. Well, you move on. Right. Why don't you move on to some something more substantial than, <laughs> than that? You know, move on to some heart. Right. <laughs> move on to some, some compassion or something. Right. It some makes, empathy. It's some empathy. It makes no sense to me how people want to exist like that in this world of, of denial. That's one of the reasons for this show, by the way. It's called Enlightened Up. Right. We need to find enlightenment within our hearts. We are all one, by the way. For sure. I wish we'd get to that part. Me too. We're all one in our assholishness, and we're also all one in our love. Right. And the way we love. And that's something that I wish we would just get to that. Like, have that as the goal. It's like, let's be all more one. And if you find these separate things, embrace them. Right. Acknowledge them. Acknowledge that these things took place. The genocide took place. You know, it's not only the Holocaust in right. in uh, Germany and Austria, wherever that, you know, all the places that happened. It's here, too. For sure. You know, with slavery and, you know, what the, Native Americans, if you look at that. So let's say they wrote the history. Yeah. Like, I read about that history, and that's like a whole other world that you don't hear. All we heard was cowboys and Indians yeah. and scalping. Yeah. And we celebrate them by doing a tomahawk chop. Right. And what is that when you do the tomahawk? The tomahawk, you know, my friend says, this is a white guy justifying. He goes, I said, you're talking about that they scalp people, right? That was their big thing. They scalp white men. And you got to fear them because they got the tomahawk. That's what it was used for. He goes, oh, it was a tool. I said, oh, like you're going to see screwdriver day next week at the ballpark. It's drill day. Tim Allen would be the mascot. You know what I mean? Like This is the denial that people can go in. No, you are doing this, and it's their bravery that they had while they died. Right. While they die, while you annihilated them, you put smallpox in their blankets, and you're celebrating them by doing this tomahawk chop, this white person in makeup and stuff like that. No, you're not honoring them. Right. That's not honoring them. Honoring them would be. What do you think about reparations? 
Man, I mean, <clears throat> not that you have a lot of comedy on reparations, but <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have any comedy what, on. What, I, what are your thoughts I, on I, that? I mean, I think it would be appreciated by African Americans <laughs> for sure. For by for most African Americans, there now I do know some black people that's like, nah, fuck it, I, I don't want their money, and I'll go make it and thrive on my own. But it's something that you said earlier, which is something that African American the African American community has suffered from is ownership. That's another reason why I invested in multifamily properties um, to have ownership. Right. And with that money, it also needs to, this is what I feel like if they ever were to give African Americans reparation, it needs to come with a financial literacy course to teach Right. Black people, how to invest in things that they ought to look to invest in. Yeah. Because the, the, the sad thing about our community is we didn't have nothing. So mm-hmm. all we see 40 is, acres and a mule. That was the that, that was yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we, we didn't have anything. And I'm saying like even like, let's say 10, 20 years ago. All we see are rappers. We see jewelry. We see nice mm-hmm. cars. We see a nice house. And unfortunately, that's all we strive for. A lot of them. I, it's true. Yeah. Athletes. Ath- exactly. You know, I'm going to be an athlete so I can have this shit. Exactly. And allegedly. And by the way, this goes for everyone. When you have that as your goal, it is not a good structure for your life. Exactly. Because you're going to get there. And you and I can attest to this. You and I are very successful. Right. We got there. But I'm not going around showing, my, showing things off. Exactly. There's no pleasure in that. First of all, the person you're showing isn't getting any pleasure from it. They're not, well, that's a great painting you have there. Right. I'll never have that. Right. This exactly. is great, Craig. Thanks for a tour of your shit. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. It doesn't happen. Yeah. That's the illusion. That's the great illusion, the great American dream that doesn't exist. It doesn't right. exist. But happiness existing within ourselves. The other thing we need to teach is food literacy. Food literacy, for sure. I mean, really, we eat, like, everybody's masking up, right? What, what, what if we started saying, you know, because, oh, well, you can put your mask on and protect. Then what about, hey, stop eating that sandwich. You know how many carcinogens it has? I know more people died of cancer than COVID. Oh, for sure. We don't have that conversation either. Oh, for sure. You have the conversation that they tell you to have yeah. based on the amount of money that is spent on making sure that you believe certain things. Yep. That's the only thing. See, I have no money behind me. I got free shoes <laughs> <laughs> and free shirt, and that's about it. You know, it, I was just telling my friends the other day, uh, we have a little podcast uh, called Day Ones, and it's me and my childhood best friends, and we talk, have conversations on every every week. But I was just telling them how I had a, a thought the other day, which is everything that we say is a regurgitation of what we've seen or heard from the media. It's, you, 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 you see, you get me. Oh, not only I get you, I teach. Don't look at the meat. Don't watch. Yeah, I no reason. The news. They only choose for the most part. Here's one for you. Again, empathy with blacks. We're going to get back to the meal, by the way. Don't, I had th- the don't same think I'm ignoring it. Now. Don't like, think I'm yeah, ignoring yeah, that. Yeah. We're putting a pin in that. Right. Remind me, Gordon, if I don't get to it. Gordon is asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am not asleep. I'm here. Are you there? Okay. <laughs> this is something I noticed years ago. They pick, they do a casting call of a white woman who's missing. Some crime has been committed. And the fact that I can name them, and I don't even watch the news, I can name Lacey Peterson, John Benet Ramsey, Natalie Holloway. The fact that I can name them, right. the obsession we have over finding these white women or discover who murdered them, 
Right. Datelines, all of these, always about a white woman. They do the casting call, so they choose the news. Mm. They choose. You'll never see Lucretia from the hood and see her, you know, and she's, there she is, a photo of her. Oh, and they're talking to her college professor and all that. No. Yeah. You're never going to see it. Yeah. You're only going to see a white woman who's good looking and. That's attractive to people, and then the advertisers advertise because you got the ratings, and that's the only way to get the ratings. Right. And by the way, that is the truth. That is a fact, and you can't debate that fact with me. Right, you true. can be angry at me for finding this to be true. Right. You know, Elizabeth Smart. You know the crazy. She has books that she wrote now. I yeah. Is that do you ever see a kidnapped woman, girl who's black that we know her name? No. They become big common narrative that became part of our discussions. No, no. Nope. Nancy Grace has an entire career by, you know, focusing on. She spends weeks and weeks and weeks trying to discover who the real case here of Lacey Peterson, whatever it is. That that's all about that and all about they choose it. They're in meetings. Do you think they're choosing? Hey, I got a. I have a story I want to tell. I think that they're poisoning our food. Mm. Well, wait a minute. We're cutting the commercials from the people who are poisoning the food. You think they're ever going to ex- expose that? Absolutely. No. Remember what the uh, the trouble that Oprah got in when she said, meat. Uh, "Yeah, about the cow beat or whatever." You know? Right. Yeah. That that she almost got canceled over that shit. Damn, I forgot about that. That was early canceled. <laughs> but that that truly did have a leader. Yeah, that's true. Money people. Money. They, people. Oh, they went after her. The 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 uh, the the. the What's it called? Beef industry or whatever it was. Well, that, do you have sponsors for this show? No, you can say anything you want about anybody. Yeah, so no, that that's part of that's the good news about podcasts. That is the good news about podcasts. But I, by the way, if you do want to sponsor my podcast, if you're listening, I know, right? <laughs> I won't talk bad about you. Okay, and if someone does, I'll edit them out. So whoever you're about to get after, if they actually sponsor me, that's my integrity. No, Man, I'm fuck, kidding. Uh, Sprite, uh, no, no, <laughs> just make a Sprite. make a whole list. Man, make a whole McDonald's. list. I'm just going to keep being on my own here. Fuck Apple, fuck IBM. No, I'm joking. I'm I do all this, and I'm sure you do as well, and comedians invest in their own podcast. Now, some make it really big, like obviously Rogan. Yeah. That's man. like the multi-millions. Who would have ever dreamt that? Man. And, you know, I, you all want to follow. That's the thing is when someone becomes successful, you do want to follow their pathway. Oh, for sure. And people did with me back when you asked about the postcards. They did that, and they built to a certain point. But then – then it passed me by because I've never been a big social media guy. Oh, gotcha. I only got like 19,000 on Instagram. Well, see, that's the that's when I realized how tough your how strong your fan base was cuz I remember when I went to your show and I seen how packed it was, I went on your show. I said, "Let me see how many followers he has." And it wasn't like it a wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't a crazy number and I no. was like, "Wow, like these people this is years and years grassroots, yeah. Yeah, to to build that up. Yeah. And I keep relationships with a lot of them. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, I really I as opposed to you, I don't think people are assholes. <laughs> no, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh I I've developed friendships and it just kind of like organically grows. And the bottom line is I give them everything every show. I don't care if there's three people in the audience. Every single show I will give everything. Where they're at the point where they can't breathe or they've hey, how, there's a body part that hurts. How much is new material? Do you sprinkle in or how much yeah, is I it sprinkle. an act? I, like. s- I, sp- I have a format. 
you know? So then that's the consistency that they know they're going to get. So right. that's why they come back as well. Right. They can tell their friends, this is my formula, and it doesn't work with everyone. Harlan Williams was in here, and he told me, you got to, you got to, he's, he's about only doing new, new material. Oh, shit. Kirk Fox, only new material. I like Kirk. We yeah, did, I mean. He did a rush hour together. Kirk, he was, uh, he was on that show. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. He's so funny. Yeah. I got I to call him and have him up here. Yeah. He doesn't have to drive as far as you did. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so there is that theory. And Bill Burr, unbelievable, prolific. I just have a different theory on how it works. I only have one opening act. Right. I very rarely allow guest sets. No white people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I just. I, Your I, white I, listeners like, he really has a problem with us. <laughs> he really does. He's 14% Negro. I, I remember that. <laughs> my mom is so upset by that. Is she? Oh, yeah. She's That's, not happy. She says, you are not. She always gives me the cat paw. Stop it with that. I heard you say you're, you know, so I'll show you my DNA test, mom. It's, they're full of it. They don't know what they're talking about. I mean, mom. the first human remains all came from Africa, right? This is true. So essentially, all these DNA tests are full of it because it, everything does originate from there. Yeah. You know, but but you know who who knows right. who, who knows what we again that's paid for as well. Right. All that spin is paid for. Where you come from and you know how far back you go with the roots. Oh, here's one uh, I came up with this premise. Have you ever noticed when someone says he's mixed race? What's it always? Black and white. Black. black. Always black, oh, right? For sure. Right. It's black. Mixed race. How come nobody goes, I think he's got a little Swede in the wood pile. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you see those, you see those, that, he's got some blonde hair in there. Right. There's some fin. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> but it's always, it's mixed with black. But again, it's the white perspective. White perspective is everything. Right. And that's because they own everything. They own the narrative. They own the narrative. Now, back to what we eat. What do you eat? Poor white and rich white. Okay, poor white is spam and ham. Okay. Spam ham. That's that's uh, those are two like, and it's a Sunday meal made with mashed potatoes wow. and corn from a can. Wow. So that's like poor, no greens. My mom, when she came to visit me in California, I'll never forget. One of her top stops is the vegetable section and fruits. She just goes to a grocery store and just stands there in awe because we were brought up with nothing but canned. That's crazy. Can all it was Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. And she even dressed me as the Jolly Green Giant for Halloween. Wow. <laughs> Dyed my whole body green. Wow. My sister was the little green sprout. I had to go ho ho ho. She would go green giant. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's How old were you? That's probably she dressed me every year. Okay. As a girl, usually. Nice. Yeah, it has a lot of girls. But um, how much therapy did you have to go? I've been through my therapist. It's so it charges me a group rate. That's how many. <laughs> that's how many characters I have in my head. I have very, uh, very, very much so. I'm happy though at the pain. I embrace the pain because there would be none of this beautiful life of joy and happiness. It doesn't have to be a crowd. Even last night I was doing a puppet show for my my two kids. Two of my kids. I have four kids, but two of my kids are roaring laughing. Wow. How you know, old? How old are you kids? Eight and, and those are those two are eight and twelve. But I'm doing this like little, you know, puppet thing with her and they were just laughing. I was going, Wow, that's a cool thing. Right. You know what I mean? Just having that happiness. You're eight year old, I'm sure you have a lot of joy, right? Yeah, man, she's great. She and, really is like I said, a girl version of me. So it's it's funny because she's always cracking jokes and see I was I was quiet at home. Yeah. It wasn't until I went to school where I would act out. So my mom would always wonder why. Um, I would get in trouble. 
<laughs> you got detentions? I didn't get detention, but like uh, when we get our report cards, they would have like uh, conduct grades also. So it'd be like I would have all A's and B's. Really? And then conduct, I would have like they'll put letters like uh, S or a U for unsatisfactory or whatever bullshit. You know, and so she would be like, why? Why are you talking so much in this class? Because I was so quiet at home. I would just stay home. I would look at TV. and it was, But my daughter is the opposite. My daughter at home, she's lively. She cracking jokes. Yeah. She's doing everything. And then when she gets around people, that's when she kind of clam up and get quiet when she's out and about. But I think at school she's she's lively. But, yeah, my parents didn't know I was even, like, funny until probably high school. Really? Yeah. But it was on the report card. I always got, you know, his great card. potential, but he, he acts out in class. That's Did what you I ever got. get that? You yep. get the, the little comments. Yeah, the comments too. Yep. That's what I got. He talk he talks too much. I should do an album cover, just the comments. I know you should. You know what I mean? That'd be a fun album cover. Because they really were consistently. I'm sure they were for you as well. Man, fuck them teachers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in touch with a lot of them. But you know what? This is my, my praise. You're going to hate me for this, too, because I don't know this teacher's name. This teacher, it was a teacher. You don't know the name. Not this one. Not this one. It was a music, my music teacher. Yeah. Fifth grade. She's the reason, I think, I, she's the first person to see in me to be on stage. Wow. Oh. Oh, I, do. Okay. <laughs> I just say okay. that just to piss him off. <laughs> you did not just say it to piss me off. It was just the truth, and you know that it's the truth. And I'm making you feel guilty, and you're going to leave here, and you're going to do some research. I should. I'm not going to do it. I'm, that <laughs> makes me even angrier. You ask, you, uh, tell me a grade and a subject, and I will tell you the teacher right now. I rattle it off as easily as right off of my tongue. You just give me a grade and a subject. Okay. Eighth grade social media. Eight. Social media? Uh, that did not exist when I was growing <laughs> up. Social, social studies. studies. Social studies. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was your teacher in Twitter class? <laughs> Tell me. Do they have that, by the way? Nah, they probably do. There's uh, some nerd. The, the proper by the way, the answer is Miss Kimel. That's crazy. Yeah. But you. I, here, she's one of the reasons I do comedy. This is what I'm going to assume about you. Yeah. This is what I'm going to assume. Virginia Kimel, by the way. Was you have a great memory. memory. I do. There you have it. I don't. You don't? No. I, have a See, I, I thought that was a comic trait. Let me tell I'm always you. looking for common traits. People go, what makes a comic? I always look for common traits. I heard Kevin Hart has an amazing memory. Dave Chappelle has an amazing memory. And that's why I'm not neither of those guys. That's why I'm not as successful. No, 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 no. <laughs> but this is, this is what... This if, the, if, if success made a memory, I, you would, I would be sending a limo for you. Okay? <laughs> oh, nice. With a sandwich. This is, so this is the point that I'm getting to. So Lucas Till on MacGyver, right? He yeah. played MacGyver. Yeah. He has a great memory. Yeah. I'm not great with names. I'm great with faces. So if I see you, I'll be like, okay. But let me tell you how... <laughs> this is how bad my memory is, actually. I have to see you where I met you. <laughs> so, I so if I met you in Atlanta, I met you in Atlanta, right? That's the Atlanta. first time we met. Yep. I'm surprised you knew who I was uh, when I walked out here of my studio today. I did it. I said, "Who is this?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's out of context. It's out of context. that. I do understand. It's out of context. When it's completely out of context, it is weird. And the, and the other way I know you is because when you contacted me about that script and things, so I oh, built, that's right. I yeah. built a rapport. Right. With you in yeah. my memory bank. Okay. But if I, but you know, for whatever reason, teachers and stuff like that, I'll remember them and I'll remember what they did. And it's, it's, it's like that, uh, that saying, um, people don't always remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Exactly. And it's Which true. is why 
comedians why people do remember us. Right, right, right. You know, in movies, I'm going to give you a little tip here. Yeah. You know, I cast movies. I produce movies. There's one behind you, that poster. You know what I did in that movie? <laughs> I just called, see titties it's called, out. Yeah, it's called Totally Baked. It's called Titties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know, I just wrote Half Baked, too. Oh, no way. Yeah, I was trying to. This is totally baked. This yeah, that's is, totally baked, yeah. This is a pot-umentary. Anyway, nice. it's. Um, but anyways, use the tip. I, I cast probably out of 100 actors, probably 40 of them were stand-up comics. Do you know why? When they're promoting and they do radio or a podcast, people remember their name because they go, oh, that's, you know, whoever the name is. You know, that's uh, Al Madrigal is in that movie. Wow. Al Magical. That's Al Magical. Not, oh, that's the guy who was in these other movies. That's that guy. Right. That's how you identify actors. Oh, he was in that movie. But actually, we have a guy in this movie, Stephen Toblowski. Do you know who that is? No. No, but you would know his characters. All right. He played, you remember uh, from uh, Groundhog Day? Yeah. Ned. Hey, it's Ned. Oh, hey, yeah. how are you? Right, yeah, that guy? Yeah, great, great. Hey, yeah. I sell insurance, right? That's classic. See, everybody remembers that. Yeah. You don't know his name. Yeah. If he was a comedian, you would know his name. Yeah. So that's why I cast comedians. That's why. That's know, low I, key my theory about like people like Jaleel White, who I who I adore. People don't know his name. People, well, exactly. they know him as Urkel. They know him as Urkel because right. he, if he did stand up comedy, they would know his name. They would have known he was Jaleel that's White. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's why two cast. Plus, I think that comedians are the most talented people, and I have utmost respect for stand ups. Right. And I remember their names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you. Yeah, I know. I'm a piece of shit everywhere. <laughs> to me, to I, don't, teacher, I, don't even to know, I don't even know where this memory gets me, though, because it is freakish. Some like, people are like that. I wish I wish I had. Me- the only reason I remember my set as well as I do is because I record it and then I transcribe it the next day. The, How the did that stuff. work on MacGyver? Did you ever forget lines? I mean, did you oh, have, did you have yeah. them written or written somewhere? I never now, did I used that. cheat sheets. I, I I never did that. But Meredith and I, Meredith was on MacGyver with me. Um, Meredith Eaton, my neighbor. That's right. Um, crazy. You know, our kids are in school together since kindergarten. Isn't that's that crazy. Wild, man. By total coincidence. That's wild. I saw her walking in the neighborhood. I was, what are you doing? Because we were on uh, family law together. Family law. Yeah, and then, she, God, I love her. She's great. She's the sweetest. So you, you, she was your boss in MacGyver. She was my boss on MacGyver. See, I don't forget what I was going to say. I don't no, know. no, no, you didn't. That was about memorizing lines. Oh, memorizing lines. Okay, uh, I See, I told you. I'm a fucking goldfish, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't they say fish have bad memories or something? <laughs> You're Dory. I'm Dory. You're, You're I'm Dory from Funny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I Repetitive. Meredith and I were the same way. I Meredith just, too. Yeah, we have. She to just, seems like she, a nerd. She, she, like she, she would great, know everything. She has a great memory, but our the way we memorize is the same. It is, and so yeah, we we both have to just go over it, go over it, go over it, go over it, and then you got other people like a Kevin Hart, like my homeboy Lucas. Um, they could just look at it a couple times. Or George East was on um, on MacGyver. He could look at a script two times the size and have wow. it down. Yeah, I heard Kevin Hart's the same way. I, I, I can't. I do actually that. am not that way. Oh, okay. I'm more with you. Yeah, yeah. I have to just keep going over, keep going over. And I have then a friend. I have a friend who we're in acting class together, and he's on a soap opera. Soap opera people are amazing at that. Yeah. Now, I did Bold and the Beautiful, and I had literally had notes everywhere. Like I, if I would be, I would act like I'm looking at a coffee cup, so I could lift up the coffee cup. <laughs> there was a note under there with the next line, <laughs> so I just memorized where the notes were. 
Because yeah. you you don't get rehearsal time in soap operas. I don't know. You know that, right? No, they only just give you time to so be a bad actor. There's a guy. This, this guy's a great actor too. His name's Christian LeBlanc, and he's on uh, Young and the Restless. And okay. We were in acting class together, and we, 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 we do a scene. He was just handed it two seconds before. I said, "What in the hell is that?" It's a muscle. Yeah, it's a muscle. It's a muscle that they work. Now, I don't do a ton of acting, so I was, that's why I was curious about your your memory process. Do you have any great bloopers? Can you think? Uh, do you guys have blooper reels? Oh yeah, man. But I mean, who knows? We I they mean, show them at the rap party. They sometime. show them at the rap party. I mean, the funny one that Meredith and I always talk about is um, <laughs> there was a scene where we had to grab a bunch of money or something, and they were saying like how how dirty money is, like the germs that's on money. And so Meredith, you know, she's a little person, and so in the scene, like I kind of like wipe. It, it's like the camera, the camera, because she's standing there, she and she can't tell that I'm wiping my hand on her shoulder or something like. <laughs> so because I, I just got done touching all the money, and so, then I just kind of like wipe, wipe it on her shoulder, and then she looks over at me. <laughs> um, but we she were, caught you. Yeah, she caught me. You were doing it for real, though. You were really wiping your hands on right, her right. clothes. But it was part of a gag, so she was in on it uh, uh, filming. But it oh, Wait was, a minute. Did they put it in the show? It, it did end up in the show. It did? But it took us, like, So not, they wanted a little humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a little bit that you yeah, came A little bit with. that, yeah, that I can't, yeah, yeah. But it took us, like, nine takes to, to do it. Because like, <laughs> you kept laughing? We kept laughing. We were laughing so hard. Once you get that laugh thing going... It's really hard to get rid of it. Oh, I used to call myself the Jimmy Fallon. You remember how Jimmy Fallon used to laugh on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, yeah. I was the same way. Like, man, I you would were? Break, I would break so easily because I'm because I'm a fan of comedy, and so when I see something funny, like it, I just have it's just in me to laugh, which is a very it's a problem when you're an actor. Also. The problem is when you look at the person and you're acting with them, and you look into their eyes, you're thinking what they're thinking. Right, that makes you laugh. Where you see them struggling, right? Like the camera's on you and it's not on them. When they got that, what's that called? When they the reverse, right? Right? Because it's single camera. Yeah. You worked on single camera, but we have multiple. Yeah, it's technically still single camera, but we have multiple cameras. <laughs> she's looking at you. She knows the camera's not on her <laughs> right, eyes. Right, right. She's giving you that look and fucks with you. I mean, I had that happen in a play once. I could not control myself. So um, then he leaves the stage, and I hear him back there, let it out. <laughs> And I'm left alone on the stage. <laughs> I can't control myself. It was horrible because I knew what he was thinking. Hey, where where are you at when it comes to acting? Is that something you, you still want to pursue? Or are you like, uh, I, a, I just want to produce? I love produce. I just produced a series in Philly. It's a business show, believe it or not. Nice. I love producing. I love putting things together. Really, really get a kick out of because of my connections and contacts, memory. Right. You know, because I know who's here and who's where and who can do what. But, um. I really do love acting, but I don't pursue it. Right. Yeah. Why? Is it because of the rejection of, like, putting yourself on table, going to an audition room, and not booking stuff? Or are you just, like... It's it's annoying. It's really... An, the rejection process is annoying because right. you want to go, you want to go, hey, why? What can I improve? They don't give you that. They don't give you any of that. It's really a, a ridiculous occupation when you think about it it is yeah you're putting yourselves in their hands you don't know what they're looking for their mandates change all the time yeah you know it's so illusionary who they do cast is who has the illusion of heat exactly now they check your twitter numbers and your social media numbers or your instagram instagram yeah they check that now so it's like you know i have 
way more talent than most of the people that they cast. And for sure. But what is that good? What does that thought do for me? It does nothing. So I kind of like really don't pursue it. I'll take a few auditions here and there. Obviously, I'd take an offer. Yeah, um, exactly. Which I think should be more, but it's not. You know. So what I do also is I write myself into things. Yeah, that's I got a couple I've movies told, that are coming up. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what else I do? I cast friends. So I'm going to cast you in the next thing I do. Well, you you were the first call that I made about directing. Nice. You know, man. when I got I was producing something, I called you. Right. I appreciate that. Man. I don't know whatever happened to the guy. You said he just disappeared, huh? He disappeared. You too. He disappeared for you too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's even alive. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, I, but, I wasn't gonna say. You're like, I don't know if he died of COVID or what. I no, I have no <laughs> idea. I never. He never gets back to me. He paid me a couple bucks to help him develop the script and stuff, and it needed a lot of work. Um, who do you have influences that you looked up to? It did need a lot of work. Uh, I'm <laughs> it made a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called uh, a page one rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> page one. Wow. At least I said twelve. I got through the first twelve. It was good, and then it took a turn for the worse. But uh, yeah, it definitely needed a lot of work. But, uh, yeah, he was in a little bit of denial. Yeah, no, I think it's good. He was a super sweet guy. Super sweet guy, yeah. yeah. But uh, Which is very important to me to work with good people, with nice people. Right. That's why I got together with the guy. I was going, I like this guy. I'm going to guide him into – this is really weird for OG to say this. Right. I'm going to guide him into new and young because he's, an old, he's older than I am a lot and thinks old. So I was trying to – yeah. Get him to, you he know. He was like, what if the characters wear zoot suits? I'm like, zoot suits? He did not say that. He didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say Tell me he said that. Yeah, no, he didn't. Oh, okay. All right. Like, imagine. He was, it like, was, he was <laughs> like, let's set the third act at, in the, at a Charleston competition. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know it's bad when I'm trying to bring him the current right, day. <laughs> right, Influence. You said, who are my influence? Yeah, do you have, like, an actor or uh, or or a comic or both? Yeah, man. Comic my, actor, comedian who is an actor. Do you have anybody that you look up to that you say, wow? Yeah, my influences growing up were more comedians, uh, which is partly why I started doing stand-up. Because uh, all the actors I like were comedians when I did my research on them. And so... So prior's probably before your time. Yeah, but... That's I more my time. But I still had... Prior tapes and all that. You did, yeah. Okay. I went out and bought them because I became like a comedy nerd. But um, but Eddie Murphy, ah. and, and then it was uh, Martin Lawrence at one point. Oh, man. okay. Martin Lawrence and like like nobody was funny than Martin Lo- like nineteen ninety four Martin Lawrence. Um, and that's when he had his show and he had the You So Crazy. So. But then it be, but then the Wayne. He's kind of forgotten now. Yeah, he, he. Yeah. I don't know why. Is it because of like he. Went off the rails a couple times. Do you think that's what it is? But I, I think, but you know, it's one of those things, man. If um, if you're not if you're not around, people kind of forget about you. Yeah. So even like Eddie Murphy, he still pops up periodically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see him in something, so you don't forget about him. Not with the same luster, though. Oh well, yeah. You know, I mean that that fades for almost everyone. Yeah, it's hard. To it's hard to sustain that. that kind of thing. Even the great De Niro and yeah. whoever you know they're. Uh, Meryl Streep, she's in this new uh, Don't Look Up. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that. I liked it. You didn't like it? I liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I mean, I didn't I, – I think he's brilliant, Adam McKay. By the way, yeah, the director, Adam McKay, started as a doorman in the comedy club where I work. God, I wish I was nicer to him and tipped him. Man, talk about, <laughs> talk about a genius, man. He is a genius. Um, and you can see, you know, I, w- I was having this conversation just kind of like where talent lies because, you know, he was with Will Ferrell. And they were putting out bangers, but even after he's left Will Ferrell, he's still going off 
and had immense success. With Succession, um, you know, Don't Look Up. He got this new Laker um, uh, TV series that's about to come out. Yeah, The Big Short. Yeah, man. The big and these are not traditional comedies. Right, these exactly. Are, this is not Anchorman. Yeah, yeah, man. So he's a he's amazing. But, yeah, so Philly anyway, guy. He's a Philly guy. Jim Carrey, too, was a huge Jim Carrey. influence on me um, growing up. I used to love. I was runner-up to be on In Living Color. That's great. To Jim so, Carrey? To, yeah, well. He was not even in the mix, and he suddenly went into the mix, and then it was over. Well, Damon, Damon suggested him. I've had a lot of these things happen where I'm like runner up, and the person who gets it, I'm usually like, ah, they're better than me anyway. <laughs> that I've was only good. Felt that that was, way uh, one time. It's yeah? only been one time I've genuinely felt I was up. Well, I wasn't up. I had a callback for uh, Straight Out of Compton movie to oh. the role of Easy E, oh. and. Um. I knew when I read the script, I was like, yo, this movie is finna be out of here. Like, this is gonna be a, a very good movie. Yeah. And when I didn't get the part, when I saw who they cast and how well he did, I said, he deserved it. I was like, he did a... He, he who did. was it? I can't remember. He was really incredible. Jason Mitchell. Oh, okay. I remember his name. They went... They went. He's probably, like, this really, like, trained actor. I don't think so. No? I, I think he's more like just, he was from like New Orleans. I think he did his audition on Zoom or like Skype or some wow. shit like that. I think he just one of those. Yeah. But uh, anyways. That's yeah. an underrated movie too. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a that was a great, great, great movie, man. But um, it was probably underrated in my community. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. Oh, us black people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're the ones the ones that have, whites whites have shirts like you know straight out of Calabasas. And but you know, like this is funny because you know even like for the Academy Awards. So like for me as a black person, the harder they fall, which is a Netflix movie. Have you seen that yet? Probably no, not. Right. So not. it's a black Western movie. Phenomenal. Wow. I mean, Regina King is in it. Idris Elba. Whoa. I mean, it's a phenomenal movie. And King Richard with Will Smith. I, that came and went. I tried to see it. Yeah, it's on It's on HBO Max. So it was like streaming. Oh, that's also. it. Is. I don't want to pay for the Max. Oh, <laughs> you should. I mean, I, well, anyways, I, li I like HBO. So anyways. No, I have HBO. I don't have Max. Hilarious. But you don't have the app? Oh, you don't have the HBO Max app. I don't have the because it costs money. Yeah, it costs money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying extra. I'm not. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I hit my limit. I hit my limit. What I pay for. Right. Okay. You stopped at Disney Plus. You like <laughs> I did. That's, that's so, <laughs> so we could watch Mandalorian. Right. You're you're exactly right. By right. the way, I watched that with my family. Well, but now it. it's like this damn Boba Fett better be good or that's out again. Yeah. Um, this Disney Plus. Yeah. So this the point I was gonna get to is so even when it comes to like the Academy Award, these two movies ought to be nominated. For best picture, they won't. I guarantee you, they won't be nominated for best picture. And but because again, if you don't see yourself in these characters, typically you're not gonna rush out to see some of these. That's exactly right. Yeah, and so you know it that's is exactly. It, and who votes? It, exactly. What about that moonlight? That white did? people. If anybody uh, missed that, <laughs> <laughs> he just asked who votes. They're like, who does vote? You know, there's somebody. Well, what about know. the one that did win? Uh, the, the the year that he got it wrong, he announced it wrong. Oh, moonlight. Yeah, I never saw that. I, yeah, I saw it. And it, it was a good movie. Was it a really good movie? It won. It won. There you go. But you know, even stuff like that, man. You know, black people have theories about you know the shit for us that win. You know, I, I, love, I love to hear your theories. Well, black people, we typically feel you know it's either African American um, is playing a villain or some type of slavery 
some subservient character. Yeah. So you know? twelve years a slave. It's like it's, uh, the white people voting feel bad, it, and it's like exactly. it's just like voting for Schindler's List. Exactly. It's a Holocaust movie, and it's the right thing to do. Right. Like, I just think there's so much of that that's going on anyway. Here's the one big bugaboo I have, and I, my kids are laughing at me. This is when I turn into Archie Bunker, and, I don't, and I don't care. <laughs> right. The diversity casting is so ridiculous right now. It's so phony. I agree. Because you do. I Good. Do. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm going to tell my kids, a black man agreed with me, kids. It's true. Because I'll go, you look at these commercials. There's a gap ad. It's like, okay, let's have two guys kissing. There you go. Check. An right. Asian <laughs> an Asian with a black guy. Check. It's a, it's a, everything except now, and boy, DL, DL like yells at me. I go, there's no, there's no parts for white guys. Even on his show, I played a racist. <laughs> the only thing I can play now is racists. And, you know, so anyway, a sheriff, you can play a good racist sheriff, <laughs> yeah. which is the part I was going to play in that movie. I set you, but anyway, seriously, I was, but uh, anyway, that's what it's so. And DL's like, yo, I feel really bad for you. No, I'm just making a statement of fact that that's what's going on now. There's this whole reversal. Now, my opinion is they're going to go so far because people feel phony when they smell phony and this bullshit casting that you're doing. These are people that would never be together. Exactly. This group of people would never be assembled. You don't call your guests for your party. Like, you've never called me for a party. No. <laughs> he gave me the look like, no, and I never will. <laughs> you totally did. Yeah. Yeah, but it's true. That it's was a true. joke that was in my head, but I didn't <laughs> say it. You're a great comedian. So, and I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to wrap it. Anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, it's all Justin Hires, like tires, but with an H. Nice. Hires. He Just, knows how to, he got that down. I okay. Know, right? Justin, Justin Hires. Hires he does really funny Instagram where he he's an asshole he makes fun of people so go check him out and uh i hope you had a great time today i certainly did that did. how fast did that go by okay flew by i'm gonna buy you a sandwich and you can go back to wherever the hell you live but, uh, <laughs> i but, live uh, under a bridge i'm gonna do you a favor i'm gonna call uh, some certain places we talked about earlier i'm gonna get your book there so there's your gift for coming all this way. Hey, I appreciate that. I do appreciate you coming too. You're the man. I had a great time hanging with you today. And I expect an invite to the party. That's or at right. least a family barbecue. Because now that I'm 14%, I, you know. And guess what? Not only am I inviting you to the party, when you get there, I'll have spam and ham for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? Spam and ham. Oh, no. Oh, you're rich white. Did we ever say rich white? We no, never we didn't. said rich white. Let's we, end on that. What's we, the rich white We food? didn't. Uh, roast beef. A good roast beef. Oh. Yes. Yeah, a good roast beef with au jus or gravy. You know, that's that's more rich people. And of course, steak. And definitely steak. I know about steak for y'all. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to have, you know, good, to, you know, of course I married a vegan and then she taught the kids. So now I'm like Mr. Lone Meat Eater now. Oh, yeah. So I can't stand it. So here I made it and I can have my meat and I have no one to share the damn meat with. They're eating all flour and sugar. These kids eat horrible food. I just, that's a whole other topic. Don't get me started. All right. Anyway, Justin, real pleasure having you here. And, uh, Folks, please help us out. Spread the word about the show. You hear how much fun this is. These are conversations that other people just aren't having these conversations. For sure. And uh, so spread that fun around. Really, we depend on you. Justin was asking me earlier, how did I spread the word about it? It was grassroots. This is the same thing because I'm not that great with social media. I depend on you. You have a good time. Tell a couple people. Make it like Amway. You know, Amway or multi-level marketing and Pyramid. Tell six people, and then right. they tell six people, and that's how we spread the word. We're offering something that's different than's out there. We talked about this earlier. These white patriarchs that own everything, 
They're just manipulating your mind. They don't want you to have your true spirit, your true joy. We do. That's our agenda, even if we're assholes about it. Anyway, <laughs> I hope you had a great time. Remember, everybody, enlighten the fuck up, will you? <laughs> Straight up. <laughs>